You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart and welcome to my show. I am so excited to share with you a couple of guests that I have that are going to really, I believe, stir what God is doing in you. We're going to talk a little bit about new assignments. We're going to talk about what God is doing. And they're going to share with you these incredible testimonies that really they're available for you to grab hold of and say, God, do it again. Do it over my family. Do it over my life. So without further ado, I want to introduce Chris and Amber Kennedy. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank Thank you you for having us. They pastor open church experience Houston. And you'll hear a little bit about their transition into that because you've only been doing it for what, a year and a half? We have about yeah. a year and a half now. A year and a half of funness. <laughs> yes. And so you came from another church, right? We did. We did. And it was a, I know I talked to you a little bit about Amber. It was kind of like a uh, a quick change as we went through COVID yes. uh, into this new invitation. What it is, it's an invitation from God for a new assignment, right? That's right. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that transition? Sure. It was amazing, actually, what the Lord did. So we all went through 2020 Mm -hmm. and everything shut down at that time. And, you know, Chris and I, we didn't want to shut down. We we wanted to still go to church. We wanted to still um, be involved in ministry because we've been doing ministry for about 15, 16 years now. So I had been following Pastor Troy for a couple of years, and I was watching one of his shows one day, and he said, well, a church that, that's alive is worth the drive. <laughs> so I said, hey, come on, they're not far. Let's let's just drive four hours to go oh to church. Oh, my gosh, no way. <laughs> so we did. With two children. Yes. With two kiddos. And we started driving on Sundays to go to church, and sometimes we'd go on a Saturday night and go to church, and um, we got connected with Pastor Troy and Pastor Leanna, and... Um, I really felt our first encounter with them, it was from the Lord and it was a divine connection. And I was like, God is up to something here. And um, we went back home to Houston and there would be some weekends we just would not be able to make the drive. And so we would find a little church here, a little church there that was open and go to church. And we left a service one Sunday and I was completely wrecked and not in a good way. I was... I was very upset when we had attended because um, there was a lot of fear there in the church. They 
They didn't want to pass the offering bucket. They, um, you know, wanted to keep it a distance. And I said, you know, this, this really concerns me and it breaks my heart. And I know it breaks the heart of God. Um, that during this time where fear just seems to be invading mm-hmm. the earth, invading mm-hmm. our country, you know, as believers in Christ, we should be the ones that rise up, that take courage. And um, I was crying in the car and we pulled up in the driveway and Chris said, well, you know, I've, I've had this thought for a while and I've been waiting to tell you this, but what if we started a satellite campus wow. of Open Door Church? Yeah, I'm the crazy one that said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Because part of that is uh, uh, that God was speaking to me of gather my people and be the church. Yeah, It wasn't just go to church, be present somewhere, right? right. It was be the church right now. And it was in a moment as we all know, that everybody needed the church to really rise up mm-hmm. and, um, and be there for one another. So yeah. that was the crazy journey. And it was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. But we and, didn't just jump right in. We, we, we fasted, we prayed, we got yes. on a call with Pastor Troy and Pastor Leanna and, and we were on the phone that day and, and um, they said, well, let's just have a yes in our spirit. And, and so Pastor Troy was like, yes, Lord. And, and Pastor Leanna was like, yes. And, and Chris was like, yes. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> because I knew, I knew, it, you know, if we got into this journey, um, that it was going to come with a lot. And yeah. so oh, yeah. we sought the Lord and, and it was confirmed. We were supposed to do this thing. So, so Chris, I would just want to ask you, I know that every church has kind of an anointing that they operate in, you know, they have a specific call. So what would you say your church is called to? I would say we're 100 called to restoration and transformation. Uh, I just and and being the church, that's what we're called. We want to see real transformation. That's part of the process of this. Is that what's the point of having a church or going to church if there's no transformation behind it? And that's just checking a box. And so yeah. our tribe is all about. Uh, you know, Troy's got an amazing saying that everything is relational before it's functional. So we believe in having real relationships with people. And once we get the real relationship with them, then people begin to be real. And then we can actually invite them into a real relationship with the father to begin the real yeah, transformation so process. Right. So if it's a superficial like, oh, hey, you need God in your life. Right. And they're like, oh, I'm OK. Right. And and from there, it's but building the relationship with them and really getting to know them and really doing life together. That's part of our leadership is that that's what we do. We all hang out. We're real friends. It's not a pretend. um, And so when we do that and then when we we operate in that environment, it just invites the spirit to come in and invade that, right? So one of our our core values that we stand on is uh, uh, being unified, being unified, because when we're unified is that that gives us the ability to be a conduit for God's power to go to work. Right. right? And so, and that's just part of the process, but you got to be real in those moments. So I'd say yes. that's where the spirit's moving for us is real transformation, real transformation. Mm-hmm. And I know you say that you want to uh, be the church and, and get outside the walls of the church. Tell me a little bit, and both of you can chime in on how is it that you are getting outside the walls? Yeah. Well, that first started with our food bank and um, we were just so blessed to have Pastor Troy and Pastor Leanna support that. And um, it started with feeding um, a few hundred families each month. And, you know, now we're feeding thousands of people every wow. month. But 
they're coming through for food, but they're receiving more than that. They're receiving prayer. They're receiving healing in their car. They're receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit in their car. Um, They're receiving the love of the Father. Um, And even identity. I think identity, too, and purpose. um, Because some people coming through the line, they don't just come through the line and receive. They get so stirred up. Yes. And so set on fire to want to do something, too, that we've seen them park their cars after they get their trunk filled up and then get out of their car and start serving with us. Wow, that is incredible. And I know you have a lot of miracles and testimonies of people getting restored. I want to hear some of them because I know that you want to hear what God is doing in the individual people's lives. And they're going to share some of these incredible testimonies with you that you'll be like, I can't even believe that that's possible but they have it tangible, they have it written down, they have it memorized on their heart. So share a little of some of the testimonies. Yeah, so uh, going with the food bank is, uh, as, as we started the food bank, that's a miracle testimony in itself on total God moment of what we just said yes. We had no place to do it, we had no anything. We just said, yes, we're gonna do it, right? And the guy's like, oh, okay, here, he'll, I'll connect all the pieces for you. And we're like, okay, now we're doing this. And so then we did start off and we're like, there's 10 volunteers, right? We had no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we're just like, we're gonna go after this. But we met uh, a young lady in that first one, right? And so she just started coming through the food bank line. And then um, fast forward several months after that, right? Of just getting to know her and, the, and then the same people because we offer prayer uh, in the line, right? So how can we pray for you today? And it was always kind of like, ah, a very superficial. And then as you start breaking down those walls and building that real meaningful relationship is that, well, this is what I really need. Well, this is what can really help yeah. me, right? So we started going after that. And Amber and a guy named Jeff are our prayer partners. They just go after that in the line. And, um, and then finally, she got brought to a moment where um, she was without a vehicle. So couldn't come to the food bank or drive through to load up her whole car. So then we're like, okay, well, how do we take it to you? Like, we'll do that. Just show up, right? Wow. And so then that's what we started doing was just taking the food then to her actual home. And then it was like, well, I don't have a car now, so there's really no excuse. And I guess church is just right around the corner. Let me just go to church one day and just see what it is, right? And so from that moment of just walking in and 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 us being real and everybody being real with one another. And so she just started to kind of figure out, well, what does this really mean? And this is what church is really supposed to look like. We're not judging anybody. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what you look like. I don't care if you brushed your teeth that morning. It was just come and hang out with us. And so part of that is, is that now she started pressing into the Lord, really following, getting really plugged in with the women, building meaningful relationships with this group of women that are, that are there at church that they would go to lunch together, they're hanging out. So now she's coming into a real relationship with God. Now. And now she's putting her trust into him, not in just in herself or her ability to do anything. So with that is that part of that testimony is that at a food bank, this uh, just our last one, she was like, I've got an amazing miracle to tell you. And then so she begins to tell us part of the miracle is that um, she's a vet. And so she had filed her disability seven and a half years ago, right? And so direct deposits, it comes in with a certain code. And so she's at a point now trying to figure out, do I pay my phone bill? Do I pay my light bill? Do I pay my car? What do I do right now? Do I have gas? And so she went to log into her account to see how much she had in there. And it was an astronomical number. Mm -hmm. And she goes, that's impossible. That's absolutely impossible. And then she sees it's from the VA. 
Wow. Right. It's their code, a direct deposit. And she's like, hang on, wait a minute. This is crazy. Like, let me look this up. Right. So she goes and looks it up. And not only had they increased her disability from 10% to 30%, but they gave her 10% for one foot, 10% for the other foot. So that's her moving. That's him honoring her steps towards him. Yeah, that's so right. Good. That's how I see it is that he's honoring her taking that step. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then um, to where now she just got this astronomical blessing that the VA yeah. magically, which we all know does not happen. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half years later, they go, oh, by the way, I never gave you your money. Let me go ahead and give you your money. I'm not, I'm not going to increase it today. I'm going to go ahead and restore you yeah. from seven, seven and a half years, years ago. Wow. Seven years. I'm like, come on. God's timing is so good. And it's always right on time. And, you know, I know Pastor Troy talked a little bit about this in your interview with him, but just about time and how, you know, when we're in sync with him, the timing will just, yes. it will be perfect. Yeah. It will be, you know, when we're out of sync with the Lord, there's a curse. But we're, when we're in sync, there's a blessing. And she's being blessed financially. 100%. But then mm-hmm. the transformation. So the restoration was the finances, right? right? Mm-hmm. And getting her restored in that, right? That's what I believe. And then the transformation is, is that when you see... Jesus pouring out of somebody's eyes and their heart and their soul. That's the real transformation that happens, right? And so it's just, it's been an amazing, that's just one of countless testimonies Mm of people getting healed in their cars right Mm -hmm. there, uh, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, coming to know the Lord for the first time in their car. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's cool. Something the Lord has done multiple times. I mean, it's happened so many times now that I cannot count is that, we will come up against a situation where it looks like in the natural we might not have enough food to feed people. And or it a actually, truck disappears. Or a truck disappears. Or we don't it's have happened. The, we don't have the right size truck. Um, but we from the very get-go when that first started happening, I said, you know what? Let's just believe. Even though this this truck seems too small to get all the food, let's believe for a miracle. Let's believe that the Lord is going to multiply the food. And he did. But then wow. he did it again. And he did it again and again and again and again. And we've seen him multiply the food so many times now that when people come to serve with us, we're like, it's okay. Just just give the food away. Like, we're not going to run out. We promise. And I think some people are like, what is wrong with these people? You well, know, like, part they're of that crazy. Too is that so where we operate the food bank right now is that people can walk up. So mm-hmm. it's not your traditional just sit in your car and come drive up. Right. Right? You can do that. But we're used to having our families that we know that walk up, right? So when the volunteers come to help, they go, well, what are we supposed to do with these people? And I'm like, give them food. <laughs> and so uh, as they start going, oh, well, no, you can only have one box of this. And I'm like, hang on. So the volunteers, so I love it that we even get a chance to pour that out over our volunteers because yeah. we'll take them by their hand. I say, let's show you how we really do this, right? And so I walk with the families that walk up that we know. And I'm like, what do you want? And they're, and they're like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm like, listen, how much of it do you want? And so the volunteers, as we're walking them through, they're like, they hand them their one little box. And I was like, no, no, no. And I'd ask the family, hey, how many, how many kids do you have or what do you really need? And we would just yeah. give them three times as much. And the volunteer's yeah. like, well, wait a minute. Like, well, are we going to have enough? And that's when Amber's always like, hey, don't worry about it. You know, God oh, will God multiply the, always. And so <laughs> it's funny because then you watch the volunteers come back through. And, and as they continue to serve with us and the new ones come in, it's, it's amazing to listen to those stories because they're like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it because now the volunteers are going, oh, no, no, God will multiply food. He'll, he'll meet their needs. And so That's I'm like, what I, I love. love it. I love it because not only are you showing them 
the, how God will supply everything we need because that's, that's what right. the word says. Right. But they're, you're imparting to them that anointing, that gift, that faith yes. because they've seen it happen over and over that they can do it too. Yes. yes. And that's part of something that the body needs so desperately is we need to know we can all function in the move of the spirit. And, you know, sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes it's a little messy, but just that opportunity to believe. Yes. And then to show others, yes. look how God, I know you talked about multiplying the rice. You didn't have enough rice. And right. then there's a whole box of rice. And and that's where uh, the heart of Jesus is so yes generous and pouring out and it just encourages everybody and you can go home and have food multiplied in your house yes yes it's yes. so amazing and isn't th it? that is really good too because we actually have a friend that told a story about how they took some food home from a food bank and then they ended up sharing it with their dad her, her father and then it was her sister and and it was them and so it was like the food that they took home was even multiplied so I mean, the things that the Lord is doing, we can't even we can't even fathom all that he's doing and how far reaching the impact is that's being made right now. Because, um, I mean, these are just the stories we know of. That's right. We know of. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So where do you see God kind of taking you? I know you're bivocational, that you have a full time job and and you're also a coach and do other things. So you're not only functioning in the call of pastors, but you're also functioning in a marketplace. Mm -hmm that is looking for that light in the darkness. So Chris, you start, tell me how that operates in your business. Uh, so it begins with how do we have peace? Mm -hmm. How do we have joy? When the world turns to chaos and like my industry is that when there's shortages, there's lack, there's not enough, there, right. there's, it's, it's too complicated, it's too hard. Uh, well, no, we, we don't have that inventory coming in right now, right? It's where do you, like, when the guys look at you and say, well, why are you so calm in the middle of that storm right now? It's like, well, because it's not me. It's like, I get my peace from the Lord, right? Yeah, that's good. And so when you hang on to that and you walk through those storms, right? And that's what I, I love the, the story when Jesus is in the boat and he says, we're going to the other side and the storm doesn't bother him because he said, we're going to the other side, right? Mm -hmm. So if we already know the promise that he has for us, that's good, right? So in the middle of the storm, you can stay calm. Right. Because it's not me. And that's just living surrendered to him of going like, hey, I'm not going to get ruffled by this. This isn't going to you know, bother me. So as you begin to lead some of your employees down that road, right, they go, well, why am I worried about something? I don't know. Why are you worried about it? If you're yielded to him, then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. And so as you get into those environments in a corporate world, that's not normal. It's not normal. It's not accepted a lot of times. And so but it's attractive. And so, uh, you know, you got you got to figure out that that when I walk into some of these environments, I know what I'm walking into. Yeah. Right. But when you have the peace of the Lord in that in those moments is that it doesn't shake you. Right. And then it begins to attract them. And then they start asking questions. And when they ask questions and that's I'm just living my life. Right. And they're like, well, why do you get this and not me? Right. Well, I don't know. Like I, I give it all over to God. Right. So why don't you try it? Yeah. And so that I think that's part of it and how you bring it into a marketplace mm -hmm. is, um, you know, one of the things that we stand on is that uh, um, 
it's to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. I was just thinking that. Right. And so it's <laughs> a, what is a thermostat? Yeah. Or I mean, what does a thermometer do? A thermometer right. checks the temperature, mm-hmm. right? It just lets you know what's going on in the area. A thermostat will change it. Will change it. Right. Yeah. And if we're going to be the light of the world, right, then yeah. we are going to have to change it. Right. Right. And that so when so we good. carry his presence and it's mm-hmm. not us, it's not me, it's not Amber, it's right. not our tribe. It's it's the presence of the Lord when you carry Him with you in, in into those rooms. It will yes. change the environment, and yeah. so that's part of it in the marketplace is that yeah. you've got to be willing to do that, even in the uncomfortable. When you're the odd weirdo sitting on the corner, <laughs> it's like, hey, I mean, that it doesn't bother me, right? I, I know who I am, and I know whose I am. Yeah. So I don't care what somebody else thinks of me if you're going to judge me because of something. It's like, you're not my judge. He is. That's really good. That's really good. How about you, Amber? You know, tell me a little bit what about what you do. I know you do some coaching. Right, I do. So I am a life coach, and I was certified through Bethel Church, mm-hmm. and I'm actually on staff with them virtually. I'm a virtual coach through them. But I also have my own business set free. And I'm an author. I'm a I writer. Say, I know you wrote a book. <laughs> did you bring one with you? I did not bring one with me. And I know you asked. And I and I will have to bring it next That's time. That's okay. What's the I'll name of it? I'll have to bring it next time. It's Devoted, a 30-day devotional for mothers. Okay. You can find it on Amazon. Um, but my, my first love, my first heart is my family. And I'm a stay-at-home mama. And I've always been since my kiddos were, were born. And um, they attend a university model school, so it's a little bit of on-campus learning and then home learning. Um, But um, for me, that's really key, is pouring into my family, pouring into my kiddos, because our kids, they're the next generation. Right. And um, we want to equip them to follow Holy Spirit, to listen to Holy Spirit, to be carriers of His presence, to be thermostats and not thermometers. So... Pouring into my family and my kids, that's first for me. And then everything else kind of falls in line after that. But we try to keep a healthy balance. Yeah. And it it is a challenge when you've got kids and work and church and all those different things. Mm -hmm. But like you said, you just follow the Holy Spirit and he'll work out what's the priority. I know you mentioned earlier, you you guys had VBS this week. And you were supposed to be at work on Monday. (laughs) You know, you just knew that you were supposed to stay at VBS. And it was that divine appointment that wouldn't have occurred if you were like, no, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to go ahead and go to work. That's right. Yeah. And I think that is such a key to us living the life that God has for us. There is plenty to do every day. But even as uh, Troy, we were talking about Troy Brewer from um, uh, Open Door Experience in, in Dallas. But um, well, like we were talking about yesterday, the timing of the Lord makes space for us to be able to complete everything we need to do there's just like room yeah there's room for it and Mm -hmm. even though in the natural we could put it down minute by minute and say there's no way in the supernatural we put it down and the lord just grows it he shrinks it he even moves things out of the way that were originally on our schedule because he knows it's not the right time for it. And you've got other stuff that have to be completed. Yes, It, it really is a supernatural partnership Correct. with the day-to-day and what God has for us. It is. Yeah. So, you know, as we're starting to come toward the end of this, I want you guys to talk about where you believe the move of God is right now, whether it's in Houston, whether it's across the world. But people need to hear where the move of God is. So they, you know, when I hear your story and your story, what happens is it opens me up to possibilities of multiplication, of transformation. It opens us up. So when we talk about the move of God and we hear it, 
it opens up our spiritual senses to recognize it, even though it may not be identical to yours. Mm -hmm. It's the same pattern of God moving in our arena. So share a little bit about where you believe the the Lord is moving right Right. now. Well, I see the Lord moving in the United States, but I see him moving here in Houston, right here in Houston, and within our tribe, within our church. And we've even talked about that, that we don't feel like this is just a church. It's a move. We believe it's a move of God, and we're watching him. We are watching him transform people's lives, and um, we're just trying to stay in sync with him and be led by him and not get wrapped up in our own agenda or the way we want things to go so he can easily flow and direct our steps. Yeah, and and Troy, I love what he talks about. If you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, you Mm -hmm. will see and you will hear from him. Yes. Right, so it's not complicated. It's really easy. Is that, does it have to look like multiplication in the food? No. Can it look like multiplication that I found two quarters that I didn't think were supposed to be there, right? Can it be, you know, that uh, that that individual came across my path? I wasn't supposed to be there that day, but I was there, right? Can it be that I went to this gas station versus that gas station, but I saw somebody that needed something and like, hey, I can, I can step in in that moment, right? So when we say the move of God is that I see the move of God in transformation and restoration, right? As, right. as the shaking up begins, right? And it's already been happening. Right. But he's looking for the willing and seeking the willing to actually step into that with him. Right. And that's where the transition comes in, because you have to be willing. He doesn't want the proud. He doesn't want somebody to be like, look at me and look at what I can do. He's saying, are you willing? Like, and that's part of the process and the journey that we've been on is that we knew what the cost was going to look like. We thought we did. (laughs) (laughs) Joke was on us. But uh, um, we, we thought we knew what the cost was, right? But as you get into it, all he's looking for is the willing spirit, right? right. The willingness. And, and it's not the ready, right? We've talked a lot about this too. A lot of people talk about, oh, I'll do that when I'm ready. Right. Or do you feel ready to do that? Yes. Do you feel ready to do this? Are you ready to get that home? Are you ready to get or that Or they're car? waiting for things to look right in the natural. And sometimes things do not make sense in the natural. No. But that's where mm-hmm. the willingness comes in. So if you want to activate that and you want to plug into that, you have to be willing. You have to be willing in the eyes to see and the ears to hear the willingness just to go after his presence. And yeah. if you go after him and his presence alone, it'll blow your mind. Yeah. And he'll show up in the crazy billboards, license plates, you know, physical, you know, phone numbers calling you. If you look okay. at the receipt when you're <laughs> when you buy your coffee and it's, you know, $11 and 88 cents, you know, all the little things that you just, if you're looking for him and you see him, you're like, there you are. There you yes. are right there. I see you because yes. he's trying to talk to us and let us know I've got you. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. right here with you. Right. And so you don't have to feel alone. You never have to feel abandoned. Right. And that you're trying to fight this battle on your own. And that I think that's one of the reasons that we've absolutely survived this journey right now <laughs> is because we just know who this is for. Yes. It's not for us. It's no. not for open door. It's not for, you know, anybody else that's physically there. We want him and nothing but him. And we yeah. want to see his kingdom so yeah. bad here, you know, that we're willing yeah. to just go after it. And and I would say on top of that, too, willing and also yielded, yielded to Holy Spirit humble before him, you know, I mean, we have to keep our hearts pure, you know, because we come up against things and, and criticism and, and things that are not fun. You know, we see God's miracle signs and wonders and transformation, but you know, we have, we have other battles too, that, that we fight. And, um, we have to make sure that we keep our hearts pure and humble before the Lord. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that you've brought up that uh, I don't think people realize they look at you, oh, they're perfect. You know, they've got these kids, they've got this church, they have different jobs. They're just, they just have it all together. And uh, what they don't realize that is that it has not been easy. Mm-mm. I know that you, we talked about a little bit ahead of time that the criticism that comes, the, the missteps where you thought it was going to look a certain way, but it actually unfolded a whole different way. And you're like, what happened, God? But it turns out to be the best. But sometimes it can even create a disappointment. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you open a church, you think, oh, there's going to be 5,000 people that run in and there's all the whole three of them show up. And you're like, <laughs> why did you call me to open a church for three people? And he's like, it's not about three people. Yes. And I know y'all talked yes. about that, that you've really not been focused on numerics, but really on quality, Correct. Yeah. quality over quantity. And I don't know if you have anything to just add to that. We have. Yes. Yeah, so one of the things I, I, I like in that is that it's all about the one. We've had these right. private conversations. Yes. Is, yes. is that is it is it for the five thousand people that show up, the five hundred people, or is it for just that one person? Mm-hmm. You know, the question that we ask our team a lot of times too is, guys, would it be worth it? Would you do it right. all over again just for that one right. person, that one transformation story, that yeah. one restoration story that we've heard so far? Mm-hmm. If we did it all for just this one person. Would you do it again? Right. And all of our answers, absolutely yes. Yeah. That's so good. And, and so, so and that's that's yeah. just one of the things that we look at. I know, and and yeah. we know we've had people share with us. Well, you need to work on your marketing. Well, um, you need to be growing at this rate, and and things like that. But you know, um, that's really not what it's about for us. We're not counting the number of people right. in in seats every Sunday. We're seeing the transformation. We're watching Holy Spirit move. We're being led by His Spirit. Yeah. And, and if it's just for the one, then that's, that's, what it, that's who it's for. And that's what I want to say on the close. If you're doing it for the masses, rethink your focus. If you're doing it for the one, Jesus, he'll bring you the one that you're supposed to help. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you guys for coming. And remember, you're the best investment you can make because God invests in you every single day. I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.